When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, indeed. Well, hard to believe we are just two sleeps away from Origin 3 with all the latest COVID upheaval. Uh, our focus has certainly taken a sidestep, hasn't it? I guess uh, that also the fact that this year's Origin series has so far been, well, very one-sided probably doesn't help to build up the hype, does it? That said, I reckon come Wednesday, there will, as always, be millions of eyeballs up and down the country on our showpiece event. Well, 12 clubs are packing their bags as the NRL is preparing to head into a Queensland hub um, for at least another month uh, while the COVID crisis continues to worsen here in Sydney. We'll take a closer look at what that means for those clubs, uh, who will be travelling, where they'll stay. Uh, it's really a moving feast, I've got to say, at the moment. Now, this weekend's round 18 fixtures, they are unaffected, apart from, obviously, where the games will be played. And uh, are we likely to see a number of double headers? Well, I think we will. Maybe even triple headers as well, as, uh, well, the race to the finals heats up over the next couple of months. As we do on most Monday nights, we'll talk to Steve Renoff about all things north of the border. And with the mass relocation, well, I imagine tonight's segment uh, takes on even more relevance. So looking forward to having a chat to the Pearl a little bit later on. Well, the Dragons, like 11 other clubs, are on the move, but their situation, well, it's a little more complicated due to the fallout of the Paul Vaughan COVID breach barbecue. The 12 players, or the Dirty Dozen, as we could call them, were required to sign sworn statements confirming that no one from outside the bubble attended that barbecue. Well, as it stands, um, I understand that uh, Danny Alvaro and Zach Lomax are the only players who have not sw signed the sworn, uh, the sworn statement, whether it be an affidavit or a stat declaration. Now, if they don't sign by Wednesday, well, they'll be excluded from the 41-person touring party to the Queensland hub. Now, if that is the case, uh, as I understand it, they will also have to serve another 14-day quarantine when they do eventually travel to Queensland. So they could miss not just the one game, but potentially those two players could miss three or even four matches. We'll look back at the uh, four games over the weekend. Wins for the Raiders, Bunnies, Roosters and Sharks. Losses for Manly, the Cowboys, Bulldogs and Warriors. Now, you'd think with only half the games, well, it would make the tipping twice as easy. Is that logical to think that? Well, not for me. Uh, I still only got 50% right. I might as well toss a coin. Now, as always, we'll be asking you to help us out with our Player of the Round points uh, for our Rocket Man Award. Let us know who you think were the three standout performers from the weekend. Drop me a text. Why don't you do it right now? And, and let us know who gets the three, two, and one points. At least influence our decision here on higher ground. That text number 0457 736 736. And if Rocket Man is for the good, well, then the other award, the Wood Duck of the Week, 
is for the bad and the ugly. And we'll give that out a little bit later on in the show. Uh, get involved if you'd like to jump on the phone please feel free to do so. The open line is now open. That number is 1300 01 1170. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. And great to have your company as well. Eight past nine o'clock. We're here until midnight. It's not Higher Ground with just me, Chris Warren. The Mad Russian's with me as well. Good evening, Mad. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. I tell you what, this is uh, very... Uh, strange times. These mm. are very sh- strange times, I should say. And we've all got to be flexible. We've got to be able to pivot, which is a sort of a, a new terminology, isn't it? And just move with where we need to go and be agile as well. And I've got to say that um, the NRL, they really have been just that. Mm. They made this decision re-origin three. They made it over the weekend. I think on Saturday night, we we learned that no longer would it be Newcastle, uh, but it would now be played uh on the Gold Coast because mm. they weren't allowed to have a crowd uh, at Newcastle. And this now, all the clubs, um, they are heading, all 12 well, twelve clubs, nine Sydney clubs plus the three others, uh, Canberra, Newcastle and the Warriors, who are currently based on the Central Coast, are uh, heading to the Queensland hub. So we'll go through later on in the show what it all means um, and most of which we'll take off the NRL website because there's clear guidelines on what will be happening so you can understand where your club will be playing um, and a lot of detail still has to be filled in. But as I understand it, the fixtures over the next few weeks will not change in terms of what teams are playing, uh, who they're playing won't change. Uh, The times and days that they're playing shouldn't change just the venues. So they'll either be at Suncorp Stadium, um, on the Sunshine Coast, or at Seabus Super Stadium as well. So uh, we'll go through that. Get involved with the show out there, wherever you might be listening to. And uh, as I was saying yesterday on NRL Match Day, uh, you probably should be at home unless you're at work. Uh, like us, we are, do you know, we're, this is deemed an, um, an essential service. So we, right. we can't work from home. So we're allowed to come in here to the studio. And you, well, we can't wear the masks in here because it's difficult, isn't it, to sort of speak into the microphone through a mask. It comes muffled. You it's not the great, what saying? You do great audio quality. But when I take the mask off, it's... When I take the mask off, it's much easier to talk with a, a, you know, a degree of clarity. Um, but I'd love you to get involved with the program. Um, if it's about relocation, we can chat about that. If you want to jump on the open line, you can do that as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is our open line number. Um, or you might like to weigh in um, via the text line, 0457 736 736. Um, also, we will be, as I mentioned earlier, uh, awarding the, the Wood Duck of the Week Award which is not you know not such a glamorous mm. award um to to win um so we need some nominations for that more importantly we will be uh, awarding uh, the 3 2 and 1 rocket man points the rocket man it's a highly prestigious mm. award it's exclusive to this program higher ground uh, rocket man elton john's um, classic he uh, he'll be coming in we believe at the end of the season to present the Rocket Man Award for 2021. So this, this, I mean, this, this sits well above the Dally M. Who presents you the Dally M? Andrew Abdo, Peter Volandis, yeah, or Jack Whiten know. won it last year. So does Not Jack? Sure. Give who it? Does, who has got Jack the official? Jack hands it over. 
Well, sure. I mean, we can't too many in here because it's only a very small studio. So if there's you and me, there's Elton, and then there's the winner. And it's going to be Turbo Tom at this stage because he's about eight lengths clear. Correct. So, uh, But he didn't play at the weekend, so he can't re- receive any points from the weekend, which is a bit of a flaw in our voting system. Really. Oh, no, no, he'll pick it up on the roundabout what he's missed, I guess, if he's not injured. But anyway, three, two, and one. Send those votes through, please. Uh, your best performers over the weekend, even though there were only four matches. So do weigh in uh, with your thoughts. If there's anything else in the world of doesn't have to be rugby league, if there's something you need to get off your chest, well, throw it at us. Throw it at us. I don't think there's anything we can't solve between me and Mad Russian. He's very clever. Um, I'm probably a little more worldly. Uh, and I'm double his age. So I probably should know twice as much if you follow that strain of logic. You're wiser. Yeah. It's like an old owl. Me. Wouldn't They're bloody vicious owls, you know. Yeah, hunters. Oh, well, yeah. They tear, they tear squirrels apart. Not squirrels, possums. Tear possums apart. They can tear cats apart. I've seen some pictures. There you go. There's a lot of owls around my place too. Powerful owls. What a, very powerful owls. Before we go into the, um, I want to hear from Andrew Abdo. He'll clarify a lot more what's happening. He spoke today. Um, over the weekend, so we saw some try celebrations, but this wasn't it just great. Mm. Hamlin Ueli's, uh post try celebration, um, the rocket was the great to uh, the people's elbow. Yes. Uh, but it was it was clear out and out winner of try celebration, not just through. Um, try July, but... Are we giving that already? It's meant to be a segment as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know. Well, you didn't give me the rundown. That's very Until true. 12 seconds ago. Um, but it was great, wasn't it? I was just going to say he was sort of um, morphing into the rock. Oh, but sorry. Jack Williams, the support act, mm. he was there at the right time and played a vital role in that. Which is crucial in professional wrestling. I yes. love the way he got into yeah. position. His place on stage, right, right on the X, at the right place, mm-hmm. the right time, and took a dive, didn't he? Go down it beautifully. It was it's brilliant. So Hamlin Ueli can't just get the award mm. by himself. It's a team Jack, effort. Jack Williams played a really important role. Mm-hmm. But I was just going to say because I haven't seen you since I think Thursday mm. when we did higher ground. So I didn't work on Friday night. No. So I haven't seen you. But Friday morning. Okay, you talk about me having kids and COVID pressures mm. and all that, right? So I've got a couple of young boys who love their rugby league. They're footy mad and they love wrestling and punching up, punching well, on in the lounge room. The yeah. Or they think they are the rock, right? One's only eight, so he's quite little. And mm. one's 12 and he's quite little for a 12-year-old. So the size difference, well, there is quite a size mm. difference. But the little one's a bit of a goer and he won't take a backward step. So I'm in bed on Friday having a sleep in. Mm. Because I worked late Thursday night yep. with you. So you were... I had a bit of snoozing, yeah. and they're doing their own thing. I'll get up and do them breakfast sort of tennis or whatever. Mm. Having a lie-in. Well, next thing you know, and they're jumping off the ropes and off the couches. I can hear it all going on. Next thing you know, the young one's screaming oh. and crying, Daddy, Daddy. So what the hell's going on? So I stepped out of the bedroom. Well, mate, it looked like a scene from Apocalypse Now. Oh, Blood, blood pour, blood all current. over his face, the little eight-year-old. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a big cut, but I had to, we had to go to ER, yeah. an emergency at, at, at the hospital. And um, anyway, they glued it up and put it some some yeah, butterfly clips mm. in that. But oh dear. So that's what happens. The, the pressures of COVID. A split eyebrow, was it? It was like the people's elbow. <laughs> it was just above the eyebrow <laughs> on the eight-year-old. Oh, but Popped he quite, it. he quite like, I said to him, look, we can probably just butterfly clip this. Mm. 
but then you're going to have a bigger scar. Mm. We can go to hospital and get a little stitch, or they might glue it, and you'll have probably a less scar growing up. But I want a scar, Dad. I wanted a scar. I want a scar. He wanted. A, he wanted. It's a cop wanted of blood. He wanted a scar. Fair enough. I said, no, come on, come on. You'll get enough scars yeah, between now and when you're 18. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure if you keep playing footy, et cetera. Anyway, I do digress. Uh, that's just some of the COVID pressures. Uh, but segueing into uh, what COVID is doing, it is forcing all 12 clubs, the nine Sydney clubs, plus the Raiders, the Knights, and the Warriors, who are currently based on the Central Coast, they are all headed off to Queensland. They're currently packing their bags, and uh, I believe they'll they'll all be arriving by Wednesday. Uh, NRL Chief Executive uh, Andrew Abdo addressed the issue today. We made the decision yesterday, as you know now, uh, to relocate 12 teams uh, to Queensland. We'll do that in the next two days. So the schedule is to fly all 12 teams by a private charter into Southeast Queensland on Wednesday. Um, we've made the decision to relocate 41 people in total per uh, club. Um, that includes a combination of obviously players and staff. Um, we're also going to extend the invitation to direct families to be able to um, make the move up. We are basing uh, the 12 teams at three locations um, on the Gold Coast and in Brisbane. A couple of considerations into that. The first is first and foremost safety, um, low infection rate, access to great facilities, the ability to get exclusive access to accommodation and training facilities. Um, and obviously uh, proximity to training grounds and then playing matches. The spirit of cooperation and the positive attitude to doing something enormous as this um, was really there for everyone to see. And I think everyone is 100% committed to making this work. Um, it's not gonna be without challenge. We still have a significant amount of work to do with the Queensland government around the practical execution of this plan. After around about a two-week period, uh, we'll then start looking at opportunities to play double-headers and triple-headers and look at the upside of what is uh, a great opportunity for our fans in Queensland to see um, multiple teams potentially playing. Yeah, Andrew Abdo there, the boss of the NRL, uh, outlining plans, and it is a little bit fluid uh, at this point in time, uh, which I guess everything is. Uh, and more detail will be added over the coming days. But look, in essence, I think over the next month, from what I'm reading, and we'll we'll talk more about it uh, throughout the show, we're here until midnight, so uh, we've got time to do that. Uh, I understand the first few weeks, the next few weeks, um, the fixtures won't change, who you're playing won't change, your time slot on the weekend shouldn't change either. Uh, the only thing that will change is the venue. So that's, as I understand it, what will happen. Teams are all packing their bags as we speak in readiness to make the move up there. And uh, family members, direct family members, will also be able to uh, to join them. Um, that would obviously be a, a decision that each family, um, player's family needs to make. Some might prefer to say to their loved ones in Sydney, listen, I'm up there for a month. Let me just go by myself and we'll do it uh, and then bring you up if, it, if it's extended. Some might prefer that. Um, others might find it a bit of a distraction having their wife and the kids all living in the, the same hotel up there. I don't know, each to their own. Mm. Um, but it is good that, you know, the NRL has, has got the budget to do that. And I think it's pretty much been, well, it's an open book. We, we've got to pay what we've got to pay that's right. to keep it going. And I think that's what, you know, Peter Vlandis in essence has said, you know. And I think when they sort of tightened their belts and were one of the first sports worldwide to do so, um, they realise that, you know, 
we need this sort of cash reserve fund if if we have any more catastrophes like this. Well, as we know now, it it's an ongoing thing. This is the same catastrophe. But they do have some pennies there available for this now current rainy day, so to speak. So um, an open book and you pay what you've got to pay because at the end of the day, they want to – well, have to. They have to keep the competition uh, going. So uh, stay with us right through until uh, midnight. Chris Warren here with the Mad Russian. Before we go to the break, why don't we recap round 17? Round 17 was the last buy round of the season, but there was still plenty of action across the four games over the weekend. The Raiders took on the Sea Eagles at Four Pines Park. Manly without their origin stars, and Ricky's men could sniff an opportunity. Center field, Starling out of dummy half. Oh, oh, he's so lightning quick. He's so lightning quick. He's gone past three of them. Like they were standing still. Wants to take the phone call from Ricky. Ricky, I'm available. 12 meters out, center field. Starling goes left. Williams, dummy, dummy, and strode through. Oh, the Kuma Colt got it down. Put it down, Sammy. Oh, they'll be cheering in the street to Kuma tonight. Williams, dummy, did it again, spins, got to reach out, can't do it. Or has he got it down? Oh, he's worked his way to the ground. The Kuma Colts got number two. A double to Sam Williams and an inspired performance off the bench from Tom Starling saw the Raiders run out 30-16 to 16 winners on the Northern Beaches. Friday night footy saw the Bunnies take on the Cowboys up in Newcastle. The Cowboys with the chance to repeat the Raiders' heroics. Still the last. They go left-hand side, looping past to Reynolds out the back. Walker! Oh. Superb! Oh. And then he kicked back inside Alex Johnson and Blake Tarr scored the try. Oh, stop it! Of course he hasn't been involved. He's waiting for an involvement of the century. Now we're paddling <laughs> our way upfield with Blake Tarr and the Rabbitohs get their first try. Last tackle. They're going the right side. Kalamatangi out the back for Reynolds. Wants to go. Goes to Walker. Oh, oh lovely little was... pass. Tane Milne. They run out of defenders there, the Cowboys. Catch, pass, catch, pass, try. They go left-hand side. Long pass now to Reynolds. There he is again. And this is Marshall. Throws longer. Johnston. Felt recovered, but not enough. He got a third. I think he got it. That is ridiculous. He just had enough space there. Felt thought he'd done enough. He hadn't. Gee, there's some wingers who have thought that over the years with Alex Johnson. He just strolled over for another try. The undermanned Rabbitohs had different ideas. Both South Sydney wingers scoring hat-tricks on the back of a mercurial performance from Cody Walker, ably assisted by Adam Reynolds. One game on Super Saturday, the bottom of the table Bulldogs taking on the fifth-placed Roosters. Now Radley and uh, Walker, quick hands. Hutchison, they've come up too quick at Smith. Welcome back to the NRL, Billy Boy. Now kick on tackle two. Lewis is brilliant. Lewis! I think he got there. I think he did get there, Andrew. Lachlan Lewis! That is quite sensational. Bradley, Walker, overlap. Manu with it. Weaving, weaving too good. That is wet paper towel defence by the Bulldogs, sadly on the left. Last tackle, Canterbury. Winger not home, and there is Manu again. Oh, that loses the ball, and it is a gift for Lachlan Lewis. Lachlan, Christmas in July at Bank West. They're going to go field goal, are they? Walker, here we go, what about this? They stacks the time, Walker's running the other way. Well, now he's, he's got to run for 20 seconds. He'll score. Walker, back he goes in goal. This is...
is ridiculous. Now he's in the corner. Lewis should go up and smash him. He's run 90 metres backwards. I don't know whether Trent Robinson is all that impressed with that. A terrific game, but with a bizarre ending. Sam Walker running almost 100 metres the wrong way, running down the last 20 seconds on the clock. The Roosters scraping home 22-16 against their lowly opponents. And to finish the round on Sunday, the Sharks took on the Warriors in what would turn out to be the last game before the competition's relocation to Queensland. Plays it back to Brayliver. Come the western side. Trindle dummies. Goes himself and scores. Bounce through the tackle of Katoa. And Braden Trindle gets the try. Running out of acting half, Braley ULE. Good luck stopping him. Straight over the top of Reese Walsh. And Cronulla got the chocolates. A stale second half, seeing the Sharks emerge victorious from the lowest scoring game of the round. And that is the weekend wrap. It's coming up to half past nine. Uh, we're here until midnight. Me and the Mad Russian talking all things rugby league and uh, talking... Well, pretty much relocation, relocation, relocation. Not a bad show that actually when I was living in the low, in the UK, I used to like watching that. I think it was called Relocation, Relocation. Anyway, I digress. But all the uh, the Sydney clubs, as you will be well aware by now, are on the move. They will be uh, heading uh, to a Queensland hub for at least a month. That's the nine Sydney clubs, uh, as well as the Raiders, Newcastle, and uh, the New Zealand Warriors, who are currently based up there on the central coast. So uh, lots of planning to be done, lots of packing to be done. Um, some goodbyes to be said as well, I imagine, although family members, direct family members, will be able to go and uh, live with them. Um, they've booked out basically a, a handful of hotels where they will all be staying in a hub. Uh, but I understand, you know, it'll be probably more freedom for them up there because uh, living in the bubble here, we know that they have a lot of... Um, restrictions placed on them up there in the Queen in Queensland well th there are no public health orders at the moment because it's all it's all clear so they'll be able to live more of a normal life I, I imagine um, when up there in Queensland so let's just keep our fingers crossed that uh, we hit this thing on the head here in Sydney uh, and uh, Greater Sydney and New South Wales and we move on and, and get back to how we were going. I know this COVID stuff, it's never left us, but we thought we were pretty much clear. Well, at least I did. I thought here in, in Sydney, we, we were almost untouchable. But as we know now, we certainly are not. And uh, I encourage you all just to do the right thing. Um, you would be listening to Gladys Berejiklian, her, her weekly press announcements at 11 o'clock each morning. Um, just do as they say, I guess. Follow the rules. There are there are smart people behind all this, um, smarter than I was going to say you and I, but I can't pretend to know how smart you are um, as as a listener. But I know they're a lot smarter than me. So uh, go just play by the rules. If you, you you can't leave your home unless it's for you know, an emergency, really, or food, um, or exercise, uh, medical reason, or or as a carer. Um, just, just play by the rules and we'll hopefully get on top of that. Uh, what are you saying to me over there, Mad Rushki? Oh, I'm saying we had a certain piece of music that oh. I might want. But we don't have to use it right now. Or oh. we can use it right now if you want. So it's completely up to well, you. Well, would you want to go through We'll go through yeah, I'll tell you go. everything you need to know uh, about the NRL relocation.
So as we know, just reiterating, uh, 12 clubs uh, will be on the move. All Queensland-based clubs, along with Melbourne Storm, will continue to be based uh, and play home games out of their current home cities. The NRL is finalising arrangements with the Queensland government to ensure that every club has access to appropriate facilities at each hub. Uh, Clubs will return to Sydney as soon as the Commission believes the risk to the competition in New South Wales has subsided. How long that is, we do not know. It is possible uh, the relocations could be longer than the one month. So which clubs are moving? Well, as I've said, Manly, South, the Roosters, West Tigers, Cronulla, Parramatta, Penrith and Canterbury, plus St George, Illawarra will relocate from their Wollongong base, along with Canberra, Newcastle and the Warriors. Um, How will the clubs move to Queensland? They'll be flown on charter flights to Queensland. They will have to comply with the Apollo uh, protocols and public health requirements to ensure that no risk to the Queensland community. Now, every club will be permitted to a maximum of 41 players and staff while in Queensland. And the players involved in State of Origin 3 from the 12 affected clubs will reunite with their respective teams and families when they relocate to Queensland. Will the draw change? No, it won't. Uh, The order of the games over the four weeks from rounds 18 to 21, so that's this coming weekend to 21, will not change, nor will the dates and times of when those matches are to be played. And that pretty much brings you up to speed. Will fans be allowed into the venues? At this stage, crowds, yes, they are permitted at Queen, uh, in Queensland and Victoria. Uh, what else do you want to know? Uh, how many people will each of the relocated clubs send to Queensland? Well, several clubs have already prepared players and staff to be ready for a move with the NRL requiring Apollo bubble lists of 30 players and 11 staff members, so no more than 41. As I've said, uh, the NRL has also agreed to pay for the families of players to stay at the same hotel as the players. Well, there you are. Moving all up. Do like um, M people. How good's the sax? Didn't even. I do like M people. What's her name? Heather. Oh, lead singer. No, come on, come on, come on, come on. Is it really? Um... I tell you why I know her because I've met her when I was working. Right? Yeah, when I was meeting, um, working at uh, London Broncos. So our halfback was Sean Edwards. You would have oh. heard of Sean Edwards, the great Sean Edwards, um, British captain number seven, British halfback. Um, Sean Edwards was he actually going out with. I'm sure. Yeah, going out with the leader, lead singer of M People. Heather Small. Heather Small. There we go. Boom. See. Well done. What about That's that? That's a good memory. What about that? Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah. how old am I again? 50. Uh, oh, I was going to give you your other age. 46. That's the one. Either or. <laughs> Doesn't matter, does it? So oh, um, anyway, anyway, look, uh, memory's going, memory's going okay. They say at my my age, and given I, I suffered a number mm. of concussions too playing footy over the years, that maybe the short-term menu, memory... Um, mightn't be so good, but that's probably long-term memory because I was in London. I left uh, 20 or 10 years ago, 11 years ago, came back from London. So that's long-term memory. That is. So very much long-term. Short-term memory memory is, what did you just say to me? You said to me that the Pearl, we're going to talk to the Pearl soon. So, uh, yes, Steve Renoff, he's a friend of the program. Uh, Now, given what has happened today with all the clubs going to Queensland and also, uh, can you believe, we haven't even mentioned State of Origin 3. Mm. Not even a mention. 
other than me in the intro. You forgot it was on. Mad Rusky, it's two it? sleeps away. Have you looked at the run? <laughs> it's the first thing on the rundown. But you didn't give Origin me a rundown. Okay, did I walked into this studio. Did I have a run rundown in hand? No. Why? Because <laughs> we'd had some technical issues. We did, true. You were, yeah, we did have. Well, that's um, not the first either. We do have a lot of technical um, issues. Can, so, can you guys out there um, send us a text, please? 0457 736 736. What do you think about this relocation? Mm. I mean, I guess we've all got to be saying, yeah, go for it. If, if it's all we, we can do. Dragons, though, what about your two boys mm. uh, that won't sign the stat deck or the affidavit, whatever it is? They, they are similar but different. Um, Danny Alvaro and Zach Lomax refusing to sign. Mm. Why are they refusing to sign a statement declaring that no one else had entered the bubble? Why are they refusing but 10 other boys signed the document. Why did they? Why are those two not signing it? So if they don't sign before the team heads off on Wednesday, they will could miss three or four games mm. because if they do um, decide to join the, the team, they'll then have to serve another two weeks in quarantine or isolation, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I don't know what's going on there, but the Dragons, you, you've got your hands full, haven't you? Um, yeah, get in touch. 0457 736 736. That is the text line. Again, we're still uh, taking uh, your opinion on who should get the three, two, and one. The Rocketman points from the weekend. And any nominations also uh, for the Wood Duck of the Week. Wood Duck of the Week. I've got a couple of nominations. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my powder dry. Um, but I am keen to talk with Steve Renoff. He joins us uh, on most Monday nights and he's on the line. We're going to talk to him after the break. And coming up to 19 minutes to 10, we'll be here until midnight, uh, me with the Mad Russian as well. Keep those texts coming through as well, 0457 736 736. Can be about anything. Uh, generally, we like it to be rugby league related, uh, so send those texts through. We'll chat about Sammy Walker's uh, reverse run the other night as well, uh, backwards 100 metres towards his own goal line. We discussed it at length yesterday on NRL Match Day and a lot of feedback too and people on the open line. Uh, we might uh, continue to chew the fat about that a little bit later on, you and me, Mad Russian. We're going to talk to the boys too later on in the show from Roosters Radio. Uh, Silky and Bush. Silky and Bush. And no, no, I, I will ask them the origins of their, their names. So uh, no, don't you think about that. I, I know what you're thinking. Silky and Bush, we will be talking to them a little bit later on. A couple of characters uh, that uh, do head up the Roosters Radio. Uh, Stevie Renoff, I'm trying to get hold of Stevie too. Uh, that line was busy, so I will keep trying to get the pearl on. Uh, really keen to talk to Steve tonight, obviously, for obvious reasons, with, uh, with the shift to Queensland. I guess us uh, New South Welshmen and women, uh, we've got to be uh, saying thank you to Queensland. Thank you, Queensland, for keeping our game alive, uh, letting us in letting us over the border and uh, keeping the game alive. So uh, keep those texts coming through. And also we are uh, we're still open for nominees. You want to be quick, though, for the Wood Duck of the Week. Wood Duck of the Week. Uh, Mark from Wollongong, how are you, buddy? Hey, Chris, how are you, buddy? Doing my best, my friend, doing my best. What do you got for us? Uh, you're doing a very good job of it. Uh, Wood Duck of the Week, Phil Buzz Rockfield, mate. Okay, dish the dirt on Buzz. What's he done this week? Oh, uh, like, I, I, I love the game IQ, so there's a guy that a couple of years ago said that rugby league is a SHIT game, right? Yeah. Makes a living out of the game. So then he's been whinging about the blowout. 
But the blowouts got rid of the raffle, which reduced more rugby league per se, but it's still taking a bit of tinkering. We understand that. Maybe the sixth again, maybe wind it back for the 10 metres, I suggest, go back to last year's rule. I agree. So we get, we get the Canterbury Roosters game. He's on our NRL 360, a show that I enjoy, mm. you know. And um, he says, the Roosters-Bulldogs game was a bludger of a game. Mm. Well, I've watched football for a long time. You know what? Canterbury had a crack. I enjoyed the game, and it was a close result. But then the guy has a whinge about like, so some of these people that make a living out of the game, Chris, are never happy, and I'm sick of them running agendas and just constantly whinging. And then his other whinge was um, the state of origin period. He hates it. So Kenty put it to him. So what do we do? He had duck eggs, nothing. Mm. I guess if you're going to throw stones at something, you you know you want to have a solution, oh, not rather well, just raise just, the problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, 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 we know, we know. You know, you're all my vintage. You've, you've got this golden egg, which is state of origin. So you're not going to play with it. And I actually enjoy the fact that young people come into the teams and you see new faces. Oh, I, I like that. Mm. And, yeah. Mate, good point. Uh, so, th- thanks for thanks for raising it. So, um, you know, and I, I, he's not a colleague of mine. I hardly even know Buzz Rothfield. But uh, we work in the media, so it would probably be unprofessional of me um, to, to throw any stones, but you've had, you've had your shot there and thanks for your call, Mark. Uh, we've spoken before and always feel free to get in touch with the program. Uh, you got your thoughts, you got your opinions and here's the place to air them. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Um, and I wasn't, you know, across what Buzz Rothfield, uh, w- was saying, but Mark has his opinion and is pretty firm on it. You know, why, why, uh, why have another, take a shot at our game? You know, we, do we need it? I tell you what other sports media generally don't you know afl they don't really bring their game down too much um but buzz you know he's got papers to sell to mm. so you, in his defense in his defense you've got um yeah he's got a job to do and if that's his opinion but by by all means have your opinion here uh, we will take your call um and all those texts keep them coming through as well uh and for the wood duck of the week uh, so there's a nomination buzz rothfield he goes in and he's probably none too happy, Buzz, but I doubt he'd be listening to this show anyway, but he's in there. For, um, Not if you've seen what he writes about our station. That game, though, that Mark was talking well, I don't uh, – yeah, well, what, what uh, Mark was talking about there, that game, Roosters and Dogs – not a classic by any means, no. but you know what? It was a contest. I enjoyed it. Me too. There was nothing else on. Me and my boys sat on the couch. We watched it, and, and what I what I did notice – oh, and this is another issue. It's, text in about this one too, 0457 736 736. I'm hearing, because there's no crowd, I'm hearing a lot of F-bombs from oh. players. Is that an issue for you? Yes, with the young kids oh, with it the is. boys, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't give a monkey's. It was just me and you. Mm. We've got young kids who are watching the footy and I'm hearing that many F-bombs. F-ins, and it happens. Uh, yes, and those ones. Mm. It happens in the heat of battle. Mm. But when the crowd's there, right, uh, it sort of gets absorbed a bit. Mm. Or the ref's mic, the the fader's not up as much mm. on the ref's mic or the effects, right? You know all about mm. that. Um, so they're pumping fake sound into the commentary, mm. right? Um, but also coming into that fake sound, the ref's mic and the Atmos and players you're hearing them a lot more clearly. So you having a go at the sound engineers? I don't know what are, are we're going to do. I, I actually, it, ha- I, it happened It happened last year as well, mm. right? And I put something on Twitter because I've got young kids. Yeah. 
And look, they hear it all the time. I don't swear in front of them, mm. seldom. Although I did actually on Friday when the young fella split his head because yeah. they were pretending to be, you know, it wasn't a Sydney football stadium, it's my lounge room. <laughs> anyway, I don't generally swear and yep. they know that. You know, they hear it all the time. They hear boys at the school, on the mm. street, at the footy ground. They hear them swearing, but they just know, well, we don't talk like that. That's fine. Maybe I'm a little bit old-fashioned, a little bit prudish, but we don't swear in our house mm. and they're only young. But when they hear their idols starting yeah. to... And they just look at me going, Dad, did you hear that? I said, yes, I heard. Just turn it down? You shouldn't have to. Oh, no, no. You I mean, the all I'm saying, it's, it's, it's it more down. pronounced now. Mm. And to all those sound engineers, and there's only probably two or three of you from Fox or Channel 9, take it on board. I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. Uh, when you're pumping those fake sound effects in, uh, can you just le- lower the refs mic or the Atmos level a bit so we can't hear the F-bombs from the players? Or... Do we go a little step further? And this is probably, this is archaic. Do we maybe just have a word to the players? Fellas, uh, just mind your language a bit. Yeah. Is it'd that reasonable? Is yeah, that a reasonable request a, or not? I think it'd make a difference. Am I being an I old fuddy-duddy? I don't think it'd wipe it out. But no. it'd make a difference if you just say, hey. It know, wasn't, but I'm no telling you, over the weekend, it wasn't just the occasional. No. I heard quite a few. Mm. F, yeah. Effins and... What are your thoughts at home? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Chris, uh, you're too old. Get with the program, or or what? Uh, keep those texts coming through as well. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I think it's too premature to be giving the sound engineers nominee for Wood Duck <laughs> of the very, Week. That's very very hard. Yeah, no, so we can't do that. But I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Anyone wants to listen to me, you can feel free to have your opinion. Uh, from Dave, uh, g'day Chris, uh, Ree Wood Duck, Sam Walker. What on earth was going on there? Okay, Dave. Well, we we addressed uh, we addressed this yesterday at length. Uh, we got a lot of calls and a lot of texts mm. as well uh, about Sam Walker. We'll chew the fat on that uh, as well. We might as well chew the fat on that yeah, now if yeah. you want to. Are you you happy to chew some fat? Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you didn't see it, well, you would have seen it by now. That Sam, last play of the game, twenty seconds on the mm. clock. Um, Roosters are up by six. They have possession. They're attacking the Bulldogs line. I think it was close to yeah. Well, last play of the game. Um, and from 15 metres out, uh, under pressure, instead of maybe taking a one-point shot at field goal and making it a seven-point ball game or or kicking the ball into touch, mm. he didn't want to give possession away, so he ran towards his own goal line, about 100 metres, 90 metres, run, forest run the other way, winding the clock down. So it's divided opinion. Some have suggested it was not in the spirit of the game and uh, not a good message to send. Others would say you do whatever you can to win. Um so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Mad Russian? I don't know. I haven't spoken to you about it. Look, I'm not a fan of it, basically because it's – but I don't I, – I can't go to the big, oh, what on earth is he doing? He should get smashed, blah, 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 blah. I can't get around that because, to me, it's no different to a big prop forward getting tackled in the last minute of a game and stumbling up to his feet and – Roll and Slowing pretending it down he's to go, yeah, but gay. He's so, only he's only gaining an extra few seconds. So it's it is essentially the same as that to me. The no, problem it's not. the problem for me is the is the visual, is you know how blatant it is him just running down the other end of the field. And I know which side of the debate you'll come down on this, but I can't I can't engage in the the pearl clutching. You know, it's ruining our game. Sort of stuff about that. I mean, it's. No, it's not. It's, no. a play, it's a play I'm not a fan of, but, you know, 
No, I threw. It's so yesterday, you either. probably weren't listening to our show yesterday because you were probably on the couch at home with your lovely girlfriend holding hands. I was in lockdown. It was great. You can still listen, or does that interrupt your whatever you and your girlfriend are doing? It was interrupting on a Sunday. yesterday. Tell me more. Well, we had a nice lunch. Had the oh. you know. Where? Um, at home? Who yeah, called? at home with the parents. Oh, it was very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. So do you all sit at the same the same dining room table? Yeah, yeah. They still have them in most houses, yes, I, I assume. Right. So you sit there with the, well, they're not in-laws yet because you haven't popped the no. question. No. Okay, so after you, and would you have a roast or something? Oh, I had burgers, actually. And we're talking about is Sam Walker retreating. We'll, exactly. we'll come back to that. You had burgers, homemade burgers. Yeah. You and the in-laws. Yeah, very nice. So just those, just the, her mum and dad and you? Just her mum. Just her mum and you and away with work at the moment. Oh, okay. Right. right. So just the three of you. Yeah. No other siblings. She's got none. No none sibling lives in Canberra. Right. So yeah. Point out too. This is so. This is Mad Russian's girlfriend, and I know we're getting off tracky. He, she lives around the corner from me. Mm. Correct. How on earth does that happen? How coincidence? In Joel's term, in what world? <laughs> coincidence. Coincidence. This young bloke that I'm, I'm now working with, and we started working together a few months ago. During right. The last lockdown, actually. During the last lockdown, actually. His girlfriend lives around the corner from me. There you go. And his girlfriend attends the cafe where my daughter works at weekends. She's only young. Actually, she's child labor. I think she works there illegally. Anyway. Um, so, what I was going to ask so, when, when you leave the table, you and your lovely girlfriend, mm. can I. Call her by her name or? Yes, yes. Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. So when you and Sophie finish the burgers and Mrs. Sophie is there and she's cleaning the dishes, mm. you then retreat to the the um, the lounge room? Oh, we were down on the, yeah. Sorry? Couch. We were on the couch on Sunday, watching footy. So you were down on the, on the kitchen. You were. On the couch. On the couch, just the two of you. And Mrs. Sophie's washing dishes or whatever. Or she sit on the couch, yeah, the yeah. other couch. She's hanging around. Oh, so she's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're watching the footy. So yeah. that that's why you didn't hear what we were talking no. about yesterday. So I said, uh, my opinion is up in there. I didn't know. It was floating around up here. And by the end of yesterday's show, I hoped that p- the opinion would land and I'd have an opinion on it. Yep. And you have an opinion? Uh, yeah. Not good enough? Uh, yeah. I didn't like it. Mm. Didn't like it. You're saying, but Chris, it's the same as a prop forward getting up really slowly to wind the clock down. Well, it's not, is it? This guy's running 30 seconds on the clock running in the opposite direction. Mm. It's not what the game's about. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. You know, um, it could almost be a professional foul. Oh, I've, Stretch? Yeah, see, that's where I go. It's not. Yeah. It's but, not the know. end of the world. No, it's not the end of the world. And the other side of the coin, though, it's quite refreshing to see a young kid just doing something a bit different. Because yeah. his, his dad and his uncles are all about that. Mm. Holding on to the ball. Possession. They uh, they are a bit left field, a bit bit kooky in the way they look at the game. But you know, um, that's just the way it is. Anyway, so um, Sam Walker's got to be in consideration for Wood Duck of the Week. Absolutely. Um, now, Paul Gallen, you're, you've thrown a Paul Gallen in the mix. Oh, just a couple of for Wood Duck of the Week. I'd like you to say it to his face. Just a well, I'd say it to his face. I think it's a, a bizarre why is take Paul, on why, the... Why is Paul Gallen a contender for Wood Duck of the Week? I think it's a bizarre article he's written for Channel 9. I haven't um, read it. So it the exclusive is sex-deprived players a serious danger to the NRL bubble, Paul Gallen says. Hang on. Sex-deprived players 
are they a threat to the NRL Queensland bubble? Oh, no, he's not asking. He's saying. Oh, they are? Yeah, they are a threat. Oh. Uh, the players who are headed to the NRL's Queensland bubble for a month only are only human beings. You've got to remember that. To be stuck in a bubble with nothing but men around you, if you're a single bloke, there are going to be urges at times. And it's extremely hard oh, for that. certain blokes to be alone for up to two months as the competition ends, which well, absolutely is, you know, I couldn't really? agree with more. If you're single and used to living a certain way, it's going to be tough for guys to break their habits. Oh, well, that'd be, that's true. If they want to keep their contracts, want to keep earning the money that they are, they're going to have to weigh up what's important and please themselves, so to speak. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's he mean by that? I just well, thought I, thought it, I'm, I'm assume I, just, I know what he means. I just thought it was a very bizarre article. Yeah, okay. And I uh, wanted to put him forward as as would duck it all. All right, Gal, you're in. Yep. Right. Well, we've got Sam Walker, we've got Paul Gallen, and we've got Moses Surly. Twenty seven out when he played the Ball on tackle number five. Sam Williams stabs it up in the air. Soliola, uh, pardon me, hold it with a knife. Oh, what happened there? Suley turned. He's back on it. Sebastian Chris has scored. Did that hit Suley in the head? Well, do I say it again? Say it again. You let the ball bounce. You invite disappointment. You invite disappointment into your life. Mm, You do. And you know what? I said to my young bloke today in the kitchen, because my my team, my coach under thirteen, they let the ball bloody bounce all the time, and we 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 were denied a place in the grand final last year because we let the ball bounce yeah. and they scored off the kickoff. So I said to my young fella this morning, you know Gus, you know when he says, you know Gus when he says, um, if you let the ball bounce, I said to him, my my son, what to invite into your life? Disappointment, Dad. Disappointment. Uh, we'll try and get Stevie Renoff on the phone. Let's have a chat to the Pearl after this. Yes, that it is, and uh, great to have you listening. It's uh, a shade past 10. I'll be here up until midnight, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, this is where you'll find us, me and the Mad Russian, and uh, where well, one segment we have each week is Wood Duck of the Week. Wood Duck of the Week. It's not an award you generally like to win, but it is an award that we do sometimes give. So, the winner of this award has to take this hideous-looking mask home with them, they've got to wear it for a week. Like when I was playing out there at uh, West Magpies at Campbelltown, uh, we had a goose of the week, and you had to wear a, a hideous-looking pink singlet all through the week, and it stunk, I tell you, by the end of the week too, uh, if you did something that's a little bit silly. So nominations so far for Wood Duck of the Week, uh, Moses Suley for that Falcon that gave uh, gave the uh, Raiders a try on Thursday night. Buzz Rothfield's got a mention. Uh, Paul from Wollongong said Buzz Rothfield was bagging the tripe out of the Roosters and Bulldogs game. Paul Gallen is also in the mix uh, to get Wood Duck of the Week uh, for his uh, suggestions that, uh, well, deprived single players or single players, NRL players, going into the Queensland hub, uh, they will be deprived of certain pleasures and it might be a risk to the to the hub up there. Um, so Gal wrote an article on the Wired World of Sports website that uh, the Mad Russian uh, didn't quite agree with. Now, another player that just uh, must go into the mix is Sam Walker, uh, Roosters half Sam Walker. We know what he did uh, at the weekend, and uh, he is a nom- nominee for Wood Duck of the Week. Hey, Jim, Jim from Canterbury, uh, yes. a.k.a. Desi Hansler. Yes, Jim. Yeah, Chris. Yes. Uh, oh, Wood Duck of the, I want to get the Wood Duck of the Week first. It's got to be Joy Arrow. 
he should have got 16 weeks because he did what he did after the St. George players. Now, how he got that woman in the hotel, where's the security? What were the officials doing? You know, there's more to the... He should, he should get it. Now, Sam Walker, why is everyone picking on Sam Walker? Chris, you coach a team, don't you? Has your team won a game this year? Yeah, we have, Jim. We've won our last two. Oh, that's good. But we lost, well, our, Sam first, Walker, we lost our first six. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Now, Sam Walker, what he did, that's the greatest winning move in rugby league I've ever seen. He won the game for the Roosters. What if he went for the field goal? He did a Ray Price and a bounce back and Canterbury scored. What do we do then? East, at the, East needed those two points. Hang on, Jim. Hang on. They Jim. had to win. Hang on, Jim. What? Just repeat what Look, you said. What he did What he did there was one of the greatest things you've seen in... in yeah, the greatest winning moves I've ever seen in rugby league, yeah. But Benji Marshall stood seen, up for him because he's done it. You've seen better tries, what? haven't you, scored to win matches than that play? Oh, Can I yeah, ask but Chris, you this? What if, he, what if he went for a field goal and, the, and he did a Ray Price, a comeback, and Canterbury scored? What do we do? What oh, if Parramatta oh. did that? Chris, you follow them. Would you agree with it? I didn't like it. I didn't like it, to be honest with you. I liked it. Yes, it was good. They had to win the game. Take the line on. They had to win the game, Chris. Okay, listen to me, Jim. Listen, a.k.a. Desi Hasler. What what if uh, Sam Walker, let's say it wasn't Sam Walker, what if it was Adam Reynolds and your boys, the Roosters, were playing the Bunnies in the minor, uh, the preliminary final, and and Adam Reynolds uh, ran the opposite way 100 metres, Jim? What would you be saying then, Jim? I, I th- didn't he do that against St. George? Oh, if Adam Reynolds did that, that, you know, that's cheating. But at least it's all right. You know, the Roosters can do that. Yeah. All I can say is, Chris, play it again, Sam. Play it again. All right. Well, He I did the right thing. I don't think we will see it again, Jim. I don't think we will I see it I thought it was a... That game, I thought, was a good game, a great game. But that Buzz Rothfield, he's gone around the bend. He wants the origin players, not the rest. He wants them to play on the weekend, then play on the Wednesday. You know, I don't know what he's eating, but you know. Well, we've. But that was a great game. It had great numbers. They said on TV. Yeah. I don't know about the numbers. I the don't ratings, know. But I, I enjoy. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a. Battle. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a bruising battle, wasn't it? And it was a contest. Yeah, yeah. It was a dangerous game. They had to win the Roosters. You know. Yeah. All right. You do anything in that stage, Chris? Oh well, I appreciate your call, Jim. You're entitled. And, to your and, and Chris, yes. Chris, one more thing. Yes. These St George players that won't sign that declaration. Why, what's wrong? Is there a smoking gun? Is there more to see? Well, that's We don't know. Why won't they sign well, if the other 10 did? Well, that's the thing. That Their, their, their refusal to sign, there's got a, it's got us all wondering, well, what else is at play here that we don't know yeah. about? So you're right. A nice analogy. Is there a smoking gun? Um, I yes. would like to be in Anthony Griffin's shoes at the moment. They've got quite a few problems. Jim, thanks for getting involved, mate. I appreciate all your right, call. I disagree with you as usual. Nice to talk to you. That's all right, Jim. Take care. <laughs> See you, All mate. right. Good night. Good night. Bye, there is uh, Jim, uh, Jim from Canterbury. Uh, sounds a bit like Desi Hasler, doesn't he? Uh, Joel and Fletch, I think they coined him uh, the Des, and he's often, uh, well, he calls most programs, but he's, uh, he's often got his, uh, got his thoughts. So um, good to have him on the program. Jai Arrow, yeah, Jai Arrow. So nominees for Wood Duck of the Week were Moses Suley for the Falcon that gave the Raiders the try. Paul Gallen, because of an article that he wrote on the Wide World of Sports website, uh, fearing uh, for the players, the young single players, that um, might get a little distracted if they are retained in a bubble. Uh, Buzz Rothfield for triping, uh, I believe, triping the hell out of that match, the Roosters and Bulldogs, and a few other things as well. Sam Walker for his uh, 90-metre run towards his own goal line in the last play of the match. And as Jim from Canterbury has just pointed out, Jai Arrow 
well, there can only be one winner. Jai Arrow, uh, you, my friend, have taken the cake. Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Silver Fiji? That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Well, it pretty much is everywhere at the moment. And, uh, well, it, it's thanks to Queensland that the NRL is able to continue this season as uh, as things would turn out. Uh, as we do on most uh, Monday nights, it's time to talk all things north of the border. Stevie Renoff is with us. And Steve is brought to us courtesy of Deadly Choices, where the aim is to empower Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to uh, make healthier choices for themselves and their families to stop smoking, to eat good food and exercise daily. Steve, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on the line again. Uh, well, firstly, I guess from us south of the border, well, we need to take our hats off. We need to bow, genuflect. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you to the Sunshine State um, for keeping the competition alive. It's centre of the earth for rugby league at the moment, isn't it? Yes. Um, you know, just, just the way things have all panned out. And, you know, and I, I think um, that's the obvious option uh, for the NRL. And, you know, there was rumours running around at the start of the week, uh, or sorry, uh, late last week about this. And uh, I think it's going to be a great thing, uh, you know, just to to keep the league going. Mm. We had 100, I think it was 112 cases uh, down here today. So, yeah. you know, and I think 35 of them might have been active in the community. So, you know, um, it, it looks like it is the only option, really. And it's going to be very costly uh, for the game to do that. Uh, but I guess looking with the, the, the glass half full approach, um, it's a great opportunity for southeast Queensland. Well, all of Queensland, really. Yeah, it is. You know, we, we've got the venues to do it as well. Um, obviously, you know, the sunny coast, uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And I, I think, and that's a good thing. I mean, with, with obviously with uh, COVID numbers, you know, uh, very, very low, we still got, you know, full crowds. So that's another thing. We all know, you know, Queenslanders love their rugby league, uh, and you know we have a we have a you know other supporters here or Queenslanders who support the Sydney clubs. So look, um, you know there'll be double headers here and there, possibly three games in one venue, but that that's going to be great because you know we'll get the crowds. Well, we've seen what Magic Weekend has done up there, you know, and um, there's no reason to suggest that you know mini mini Magic Weekends might might also happen. So I'm sure they will be well supported. As I say, you know, and, and you've just touched on that, if they do have double headers and maybe even triple headers uh, from, from time to time, they'll probably try and anchor those events, I would thought, uh, with at least one Queensland team involved. Um, what, if they, what would the Queenslanders' reaction be, do you think, Steve, if they just had a, a standalone event with, with, say, two Sydney teams playing? Do you think there'd be an appetite for that up there without a local yeah, side? I, I, I think so. Um, you know, you, you get the, you get the big couple of the big um, guns playing up here. I mean, obviously, when you include Melbourne in that, um, definitely pull a crowd. So, as I said, if, if there's if there's nothing going on that day, I mean, 
as I said, we you know majority of the people follow rugby league up here, so you'll, you'll definitely pull a crowd. So you'll have Townsville games, obviously, and then there'll be Suncorp and yes. there'll be Seabus Super Stadium, um, and also the Sunshine Coast will be used. What other grounds would be uh, suitable? Do you think if if they chose to go maybe to a Redcliffe or or, or through Ipswich? Are there any other venues that that might be suitable? Yeah, well, definitely um, Redcliffe. Um, you know, it's it's had the upgrade and. You know, it can it, it can hold a, you know a fair few thousand people there. So, you know, that, that's another obvious one. I'm not too sure outside of that, but I mean, there's there's things that can be done. Um, obviously, um, you know, who's to say Cairns? I mean, they play games in Cairns as well. Um, so yeah, look, the, the possibilities there. Well, yeah, as I say, let's look at it with a glass half full and um, whatever happens. Um, again, thank you to Queensland, our, our great friends up there for uh, keeping the game alive. Now, it's hard to believe, Pearl, that we are two sleeps away from Origin 3. Um, all the COVID, um, the COVID crisis has certainly taken our eyes to, to, to other areas. Normally, we'd, all we'd be hearing about uh, would be both Origin camps. Um that might play into Queensland's hands because most of the news coming out of the Queensland camp has not been great, if I'm honest. No, you know, it's 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 been unfortunate. And not only, you know, well, by the scoreboard and, you know, they'll be feeling down as it is. And then, you know, with all that stuff happened with Joy Arrows, just, just another just another negative uh, for the team, which is unfortunate. But, um you know that that's where things are at the moment. So we just got to. It's just nothing they got to handle um, before the game on Wednesday night. You're a proud Queenslander, mate, um, and you, you wore them around on a stack of occasions and successfully slow, so as well. How do you feel when when others and not just people south of the border either question the culture of the Queensland camp? Yeah. No. Look. I, it, it's. It, there's no problem there when when you're in camp and the boys are together and you you know you're all in there uh, as a as a Queensland Maroons and you know that it's I, I just think it's it's just more the culture look it's okay that was a that was a big mishap um, that happened but um, you know they're all they still still want to play for the jersey and and that's amazing as long as they they perform and, and that might look like they haven't either with the score lines but they're out there having you know putting in. Um, and that's what they've got to take into this this game coming the third game. We just got to get some you know put you know get some more respect out of the jersey, and I'm, I'm sure they'll do that. Fifty to six in Townsville. I know you don't like me uh, going through these score lines again. Twenty six nil in Brisbane. Um, the Gold Coast of the match being new uh, moved from Newcastle to the Gold Coast. You're in danger of becoming the first Queensland side to be clean swept. Uh, and all matches being played in Queensland. I imagine that's not a statistic yeah. that would sit well with you or in the history books. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and it's just something that that's another drive for that Queensland team that they want to, you know, they they want to come, don't want to be in. And uh, you know, we we were fortunate when you look at the way things have worked out. You know, that we've because of COVID that we've had games, the whole three played here in Queensland and. You know that's why I think we, we, you'll, I'm really praying that we'll see a different attitude, a different team come out on Wednesday night, and you know really, really th- this will mean a lot to Queenslanders and to this team and to their coach Paul Green. If they can come out and snatch a win, 
that you know that, that's that's just going to be just as good, I think, where they are at the moment to win in the, as winning the series is. Mm. No Jai Arrow, obviously, and uh, no David Fafida. Um, you, you still confident this team can can put in a, a highly competitive performance? Do you think they can win? Yeah, look, I, I do. I just go back in history around what you've seen certain teams play, and I know you know we always talk about that '95 team and. Uh, you know, Queensland being 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 behind the eight ball, and and look at last year. I mean, once again, you know, and uh, you know, everyone was saying, you know, it wasn't the greatest team, but they won the series. So we really need to take that into this game three. Um, that anything's possible, and you know, we're good enough if we get in and rip in and and play. You know, put some pride in this jersey. We we can beat this team. You touched on Paul Green and, and his future, Steve. I'm talking to Steve Renoff, by the way. I'm sure you can recognise his voice if you if you are tuning in. How important is when is the result to his future? Do you think, or, or do you think, Steve, that maybe a decision has already been made? Yeah, look, I, I, I think Greeny, from all all accounts, is okay. And you know, look, it's it's just been it's, it, it, look. It, Everyone knows it just hasn't been a great series for Queensland, and it's been unfortunate for Paul Green. But um, you know, I think they'll give him another shot. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not sure because you're not, I'm not, you're not too close. You don't, not too sure all the ins and outs. But um, it's just been very unfortunate that we, this New South Wales team, has clicked. And you look at that team on paper, and that they're playing to their full potential, and uh, that, that's a pretty dangerous thing uh, if, <laughs> if you're Queensland. Mm. What are your plans, mate? Will you be there? I'm assuming you will be there on Wednesday night. Yeah, not sure, mate. Um, might head down. Just got to see what's happening, um, you know, with, with work and that. But um, no, look, it, it, uh, it'd be good to get there. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, like the Townsville match, um, you know, it could be a one-off. And um, look, it'd just be great. I mean, it, it'll be a full house. And it's a good little stadium, actually, Seabus. Uh, so mm. it's going to have a great atmosphere. We spoke to you ahead of Origin two, and uh, you were you were dead serious when you said to me, um, "Well, I haven't actually got a ticket." And, and I said to you, "Well, look, you know, <laughs> they've got a they've got a they've got a, a statue of Wally. I'm sure you can just say he's a mate of mine too, and they'll open the gates up for you to come." <laughs> so, how, how did it all work out? You got a ticket, or, or you just you, you just rocked up? How, what happened with Origin two? Oh no, I uh, I was there at the NRL. I, I did the acknowledgement of the country, so uh-huh. I, was, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, so I, I, yeah, so that worked out well, and and it was um, you know it, it was a great night, obviously apart from the result, and um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, so we just I think I think with COVID and everything too, you know, sometimes you sort of go well, you know, moving around, um, you know, that, that's okay if I, I don't get down there, but um, it's a bonus if you do. So, so you've got no official role on Wednesday night, then. So, if you do turn up, it will almost be uh, just flash your driver's license, and and they should let you through. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm mates with uh, with uh, Steve Mitchell, the CEO of the of the mm. Titans. I'm sure he can throw me a ticket somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right, Pearl. Good luck, um, and good luck to Queensland on Wednesday. Let's hope it is a, a more of an arm wrestle. Um, but thanks, as always, mate, for for joining us here on Higher Ground. No worries. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Chris. Great stuff. There is Steve Renoff. And, and again, Steve is brought to us uh, courtesy of Deadly Choices, uh, where the aim is to empower Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to make uh, healthier choices for themselves and their families to stop smoking, to eat good food and exercise daily. And it's coming up to uh, 24 minutes past
10 o'clock. You are listening to Higher Ground with me, uh, Chris Warren, here until uh, midnight or just before midnight. The Mad Russian's with me as well. He's taken a little break. He's gone out of the studio doing some other other important business that he's got to tend to as well. Um, 1300-01170 is the open line number if you'd like to uh, have a chat. Anything you'd like to get off your chest or any issues in rugby league you want to talk about uh, via text 0457 736 736. That is the text line. Now, uh, obviously, the big story of the day uh, is the relocation, relocation, relocation. Pretty much uh, every NRL team and uh, outside of Melbourne Storm and uh, outside also of the three Queensland teams, they are on the move. So the eight Sydney teams, Manly, Souths, Roosters, West Tigers, Cronulla, Parramatta, Penrith, and Canterbury plus and Georgia, Lawara, will relocate uh, from uh, well, their existing uh, venues, so in the case of the Dragons from their Wollongong base, along with Canberra, Newcastle and the Warriors who have been based on the Central Coast. So those guys are currently, while I'm here talking to you, they are packing their bags. So what is going on over the next month? Well, basically, the uh, the fixtures won't change. Uh, the day the games were going to be played over the next four rounds, it shouldn't change. The time slots won't change nor the opponents, what will obviously change are the venues. So the venues that will be uh, used, Suncorp Stadium, Seabus uh, Super Stadium, and also Sunshine Coast Stadium will be used as well. Plus, you know, throw into that uh, Townsville as well, Townsville Stadium there for the Cowboys. And I would imagine there will be some double headers. Um, there may be some triple headers as well coming up. So a lot of this is, is sort of uh, very fluid. Uh, they're making it up on the run, so to speak. But you've got to commend the NRL too for, for being so proactive in, in getting things happening. Uh, they know just what it would mean. If, if the competition, well, let's say we had to draw a red line through it, a full stop to the competition. I mean, that would be a, a huge, um, well, financially damaging to the game, wouldn't it? So I think it's at all costs and whatever it costs, and it will run into millions. Um, this excursion, a month at a minimum, it's probably going to be longer than that if we're, if we're going to be realistic about this. I hope it's not. I hope uh, we, we knock this on the head. Uh, but you just don't know, do you? Um, so coaches and, and, and everyone is now planning for that move. Um, this morning, I believe, on Breakfast with Vossi, uh, Cam Smith and Matty Johns, uh, they discussed um, with Vossi how long uh, this may go on for. The players in particular and the coaches and the families, um, let's not forget about the families, they need to prepare themselves to be mm. up, um, you know, away from home um, for the rest of this year because you, you just cannot predict what's going to happen. And, and as we learnt last year, the NRL won't be satisfied um, with the situation in, in Sydney and, until there's, well, we were told last year, zero cases for at least a two-week period. I'll be, I'll be really surprised if we, yeah. if we shift back, to, to shift all the way back and then have to maybe have to do it again. And we, it, yeah. and we just don't know with the Delta variant, you know, exactly, really exactly how it works. So, I mean, who knows if, if it's gonna, just going to continue to multiply. There was Matty Johns uh, there with, with Cameron Smith talking about, um, you know, the what-ifs and how-longs. And as I said, much of it is, is, is just like throwing balls up into the air and waiting to see uh, where they bounce. We just don't know. So, And I think, you know, all of us in all walks of life over the past 18 months or so, we've, we've had to be flexible. We've had to be... Um, and for those, uh, if, if you're a bit like me... Um, you know, a creature of habit. Those that sort of like routine and, and structure to their life. 
um, they're probably even more affected when you're just not sure what's around the corner and it's hard to plan for. So keep in mind too, um, these clubs and organisations and the NRL too, they, they are, in some areas, they're still in the dark, but they still have to keep going forward and, mm. and marching on, Mad Russian. It's, it's difficult times, but I think everyone, well, it's, it's, it's separate to sport. This is a bigger conversation than sport. You just adjust with it. Mm. You have to learn to adjust with it. I am a creature of habit, which mm. you know. It's just my sort of personality. I, I sort of am. I, um, and when you can't do something that becomes part of your lifestyle, it, it's really difficult for some. Some more difficult than others. And especially when it affects families as well. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me. I think it was Sean Johnson talking about after the game when he was told just how that's going to affect his family. And now they've already had to move once and he's not getting much support because most of his family, of course, are still back I didn't back hear that. Let's listen to what Sean Johnson had uh, to say after yesterday's game. It's disappointing. Yeah, I've got my views on um, how Sydney in particular have handled this whole COVID situation. But look, as long as we still get to keep playing, I guess, and um, ultimately this is our job, man. So whatever it takes to, um, you know, deliver what we get paid to do, then, um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, all the players will get on board with it. You know, a lot of people probably even watch this interview right now and say, oh, you get paid a heap of money, just do what you're told. But uh, we got lives outside of football. I've got a young family. Um, got no support over here anyway. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult conversation to go home to my wife. But, um, look, ultimately, at the end of the day, like I said from the top, man, this is our job. And um, as long as we can still play and um, pick up some wins along the way, then uh, we'll keep doing it, man. Sean Johnson there uh, playing for Cronulla, um, obviously his current club. Uh, he was playing against his former club, uh, the Warriors, which is also his future club. The, the Warriors, it sounds a bit bizarre when you put it all like mm. that, playing for your current club against your former club and your future club. But I was interested there, his first comment, um, I've got my views on how Sydney has handled this whole COVID thing. I'm not quite sure what he meant Which by way that. he's going? Because there's sort of two strange, you can... Be polarised either way, shouldn't? Can't you? Is he or, he's having a bit of a jab at, at the way? Should we have locked down faster, or should we so. just be don't know. further open? Don't know. We'd need to get Sean on to have a chat. I, I, I don't know what what he meant by that. Obviously, well, uh, yeah, obviously it could, could have been handled better, but mm. mostly by the residents of Sydney mm. that, that aren't playing by the rules and doing the right thing. Um. You know, and well, you got you got young blokes, or you got old blokes. You got what a group of eighty or ninety year olds, twelve of them, was it in a, in a playing cards, building, probably playing bridge, five hundred, or something. Yeah, I mean that sounded like a bloody scene well, out of that's, cocoon. That's their routine as well, and you hear that with a lot of people who are well, that's part. Of, that's part of their routine that's and part, part of their, of their life. So part and of their life. find it difficult to comprehend that you know we live in a a different environment at the moment. Yeah, so so we all have to be and players, and players too. Mm. But that Sean was talking there yesterday about a little bit of reluctance moving to Queensland. I don't think he knew that the the families were able to travel with mm. him. No. So um, maybe he's sort of changed his way of thinking a little bit as well. But you know, to hear it from the horse's mouth, so mm. to speak, um, yeah, they are highly paid footballers at the end of the day, and that's what we know them as. But they're also husbands and. Mm. You know, fathers and brothers, and they have lives outside of football um, as well. Just on the, the Sharkies, though, and that win yesterday, because we haven't really spoken mm. much football, have we? Big win for them um, against the Warriors, 20 points to 12. 
So they are now on 16 competition points. They are eight on the ladder ahead of Newcastle, also on 16, but on a better four and against. Then you've got the Raiders, Titans, Cowboys all on 14 points. Been a big turnaround by the Sharks, hasn't it? They lost five games in a row after John Morris was given the punt. And now what have they, they've, they've won five of their past six. They're a hard club to read. I, uh, I didn't think they would make the eight. But these numbers now... And would you believe if they do slide into the eight, it'll be for the seventh consecutive year they've made the finals. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? Well, they had that incredible statistic of not beating a team in the top eight last year, yes. but still sneaking in. And a lot of their key players are off contract. Yes. So when Fitzgibbons gets in there uh, next season, he's basically got to start from scratch again. So they've put themselves in this funny, uh, it's like a, Panacea between. Oh, that's a big word. Whether this bloody time of the night, keep in panacea mind. Panacea between the good and the bad teams. Yes, and it's it's. You look at their run too, Mad Russian, mm. right? You look at their run. Uh, they play only two of the top eight teams on their run to the finals. They play Manly and, and the Storm, who are currently mm. in the eight. So very much they are on track to make the finals for a seventh consecutive season. Uh, Sean Johnson played well, didn't he? Played well yesterday um, against his former and future club, the Warriors, and he could well be in the mix for our Rocket Man points. And coming up to 23 minutes to 11 o'clock, uh, great to have your company. Keep those texts coming through, 0457 736 736. We have been asking uh, for nominations uh, for this week's Rocket Man points. So as you'll probably know, unless you're uh, new to this program, Higher Ground, we give out a three, two and one each Monday night. Uh, it's our equivalent of the Dally M's, but we believe up here it's a, it, it, it surpasses the, the Dally M's. It's of uh, more prestige, prestigious than the Dally M's, the Rocket Man, uh, in name of Elton John. And uh, his great song, Rocket Man, he will be here at the end of the year, we hope, right? We, we mm -hmm. still haven't had confirmation. But Elton's people, um, they have indicated that he may well be able to, uh, COVID permitting, mm -hmm. able to make the trip out here uh, and come into the higher ground studio here at SEN 1170 in North Sydney and present the Rocket Man Award, uh, which is a statue, a bronze statue of Elton himself uh, holding his two balls. Steedens, Elton and his two Steedens. And uh, look at the moment, Tommy Turbo is streets ahead. I haven't got the table in front of me. I think he's about six or seven points clear of the nearest um, rival. I think it might be up to eight. Eight points clear of, I think, Nathan Cleary and James Tedesco Correct. from memory, or thereabouts. Correct. So he's almost got one hand on, on the Steeden, on the ball, on Elton's, on, um, on the trophy. Yes. Um, so to speak. It's become a bit of a... Just a Tom Trebojevic appreciation segment, right. hasn't it? At yes, times, it has. well, but what, what not I, this week. Well, what I was saying, well, we're going to get into it, but right now it is time for this.
play the whole song because I do like Rocket Man. We've got some good tunes in this program. You know? got some good tunes. So who are they? And uh, thanks again for those uh, that sent the text through with your three, two, and one Rocket Man nominations. Uh, why don't we weigh into this, uh, Mad Russian? Mad Russian, why don't we... Uh, have you got a, a couple of players there? I've, I've got some that come to mind. I thought John Johnson, as I said earlier, was good Absolutely. yesterday. Yeah. Good yesterday. I don't know that it warrants a point. You've got to be good. You've got to be, be good really to get really good. Basically, you've got to be the three best players across the weekend. Mm. Now, given we only had four games... Um, should be easier and probably is easier to narrow them down. I'm going to throw one point the way of a young man, not so young, he's about 30, who joined me on the program yesterday. Really good fella. I've never met him. Um, he's from Cooma. He went to St. Gregory's College. I think he was Australian schoolboys as well. Mm. He's uh, made, he played his 101st game at the weekend. So it took him 10 years to make 100 NRL appearances. Mm. And he scored two tries uh, for the Raiders against Manly on Thursday night. And I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that's the first career double in his 10 years mm. in the NRL. So one point goes to Sam Williams, who spoke to me yesterday. We might even replay that interview mm. a bit later on in the show. A really well-spoken young man. And um, you know, I said, thanks for coming on the show later when I went home. And he said, mate, anytime, anytime. So it's, it's great to have that. So Sammy Williams, well done. He gets one point. I'm locking him in for one point, Rocket Man. Very good. And there are a couple of other Raiders you could have put forward there as well. Josh Hodgson had a great game. Uh, Emre Gula, I don't know if I'm just focusing on him because he scored, but they all played much too well. And uh, they shouldn't do that when they're playing teams like Manly. Mm. Uh, there are, no, because you're a Manly <laughs> fan, aren't you? You're a Manly exactly fan, right. aren't you? You, you, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, Manly lost. So I'm sorry. And generally, if Manly play, um, Cody Walk, uh, uh, Tommy Turbo gets the gets the points. So you know, unfortunately, Tom didn't play. Manly didn't win. Mm-hmm. How often do we hear that? Too often. It is too often. <laughs> two points, my dear Mad Russian and and listeners out there. Two points in the Rocket Man standings. Two points go to a bloke that Gus Gould calls the big dog. The big dog. Any clues? Uh, does he get the bumper bar up yes. when he's moving the ball forwards? Yes, he does. He smiles as he runs at certain yes, players. Yes, he one does. Of players, yeah, he's a he prop for the East and so the Sydney Roosters. Yes, he yeah. does. He does. And he's had to assume greater responsibility mm. with the likes of Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner. Um, who else is recently? Uh, Jake Friend. Yeah, I said him. But other experience Frank taken Morris. out of the BMOS as well, yeah. Mm. Uh, he really has stepped up. Jared Warrior Hargreaves, uh, you, my friend, get two points in the Rocket Man standings. Now, Mad Russian, uh, my uh, a few of our texts have swayed the three points. Mm. The way of South Sydney, the way of the bunnies. The Rabbitohs have now won nine from nine against teams outside the top eight mm. this season. Alex Johnston has now scored 13 tries in his past five games. Yes, I know. I'm shaking Mm. my head as well. Keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. And 22 tries for the season. And he's just the second player in the NRL era to score multiple tries in five consecutive games. Alex Johnston. 
Adam Reynolds, of course, we know is going to Brisbane next year. Mm. But if anyone thought that Adam Reynolds was going to take his foot off the gas for the rest of this campaign, you better think again. Outstanding. But he combined with Cody Walker. I think they created five of the Rabbitohs' eight tries. Three points. Three points this week for Rocketman go to Cody Walker. Yes, indeed it is, and uh, lovely to have uh, you tuning in. Uh, you are a bit of a night owl listening to SEN 1170 here in Sydney. I believe we're going to the Gold Coast as well. Uh, SEN 1620 up there, so uh, good evening to our Gold Coast listeners. Well, you'll be inundated, won't you, uh, pretty soon, Queenslanders, where all these uh, NRL clubs coming your way, camping in your your beautiful sunshine state. I tell you what, I hope you, you, you know, roll out the welcome mat for them. I don't expect you to roll out the red carpet, but at least make them feel welcome. Um, so we've got Manly Souths, the Roosters, West Tigers, Cronulla, Parramatta, Penrith and Canterbury, uh, St. George, Illawarra, Canberra, Newcastle and Warriors. They, as we speak, are packing their bags. They're coming your way, Queenslanders. They're coming your way. And also coming your way, uh, would you believe, two sleeps until Origin 3. So also coming your way, Queensland, are the Blues. Mm. Blues, Blues, <laughs> Blues. Yes, they are coming your way. And uh, you are in dire, dire straits, I think you are. But you could lose all three games. And it will be the very first time that has happened in your own state. Yes, that's right. That's right. I know. I know. I know. Let's not count our chickens. Let's not count our chickens just exactly yet. exactly what but you're doing. Well, well, I sort of am. I sort of am. However, I do think that it might be a little closer uh, than game one and game two. Now, uh, what are your thoughts, Mad Russian? We haven't really discussed at length the Sam Walker issue. We had Desi Hasler call us up earlier tonight. Desi How was mas- well, he's masquerading as Jim from um, Canterbury. The Roosters fan. Yeah. yeah but I know it was Desi Hasler. Yeah. Um, now, Des, uh, Des thought it was brilliant. Now, Des, no, it is, it is Jim, isn't it? Jim is a mad Roosters fan, right? right? So he thought it was just outstanding what Sam Walker did. Running backwards about 100 metres, last play of the game, to wind down the clock, all right? We've all got our own thoughts on it. I didn't particularly like it. Uh, I get what he was doing. Um, win at all costs. And some might say, you know, what a smart play. But I think, you know, if we're in the uh, the honesty department or the fair dinkum stakes, uh, as some might say, it probably was not the smartest of things to do. And I don't think we'll see him do that sort of thing again. Well, Robbo said he didn't have a problem with it in the press conference, I think. Well, if you saw Robbo's look initially exactly at, right. right, live, he he gave him the look. And Boyd Cordner was sitting right to his right, just Bemused. shaking his head. If so, I hit this button here, what happens? They can't get the one-on-one one on one strip in. They're going to go field goal, are they? Walker, there we go. What about this? There's stacks of time. Walker's running the other way. Well, now he's, he's got to run for 20 seconds. He'll score. Walker, back he goes in goal. This 
This is ridiculous. Now he's in the corner. Lewis should go up and smash him. He's run 90 metres backwards. Yeah, there's Vossi. You know, I'm not so sure about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. But there, I know. I, 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 I hold it back. There are some out there that like it, though. <laughs> Oh, Jim from Canterbury. No, Jim, Jim from Canterbury. He he thought it was he thought it was just tremendous. Mm. Um, and as you see, I mean this this studio audience here, they're split. They're split in their opinions on on the whole Sam Walker um, shenanigans. You uh, said that Robbo didn't have a problem with it, and I know that when he spoke in the press conference, mm-hmm. he sort of adjusted things a little bit, and you know, he cooled down a bit. No, no, no. He gave him the look. It was the it was the look from you reckon the coach's that's box. The... I was talking to yeah yeah Defo. I was talking to um, Dan Cowboy Dan yesterday, mm. and I told him that I gave someone the look yesterday. Oh, like Robbo's look to Sam Walker, I gave someone the look in the in the garage service day Seven Eleven. Oh, yeah, unimpressed or yeah, the, no the look. oh the look, mm. but I'm sort of covered up. It's just my eyes. With the mask on. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be one of the boys. No. I was going to be the no, older no, they one. They got more than the look. <laughs> they got more than the look after their shenanigans at the weekend. No, this was a bloke in, in the local 7-Eleven, mm. and I went there all the time, and he's just chatting away and chatting away and no mask on, happy mm. as Larry, you know, 30 or 35, mm. whatever. I gave him the look over my mask. It's not helpful, is it? Well, it's illegal, isn't it? It is. We're all well, trying I'll, to play by the rules. I hate wearing the bloody masks because mm. it fogs my glasses up mm. and I can't see a thing. Mm. Even when I go to insert my card or tap the card, I can't see where I'm putting mm. the bloody card because my glasses are fogged up from the mask. Mm. So I've got to take them off. And, oh, mate, i tell you what. So, But I gave him the look because he thought he was above mm. the law, this bloke. Do you reckon he knew what the look was about? Would he have registered? People Probably doing not. that sort that of ignorant. stuff aren't very generally not... Very perceptive. Anyway, yeah, true, true. And just think, you know, play by their own rules. Exactly right. Um, Peter Sterling had an opinion mm. on the Sam Walker uh, backwards run. Let's listen to that. So Sterling, when was he talking? On uh... on Channel 9 on Sunday. I, I didn't like it. I think there are things. It's. I'd rather be critical of a player for a smart play than a dumb play. That was smart. There are standards in first grade in the NRL that you, you kind of need to meet. And I just don't, that they don't sit comfortably with me. It's hard to be critical of a smart play instead of a dumb play, and that, there was nothing dumb about that. Okay, yeah, and uh, I sort of get what he's saying. It's hard to be critical of um, a smart play, and it was a smart play, mm. but a sort of dumb play as well. Well, it's funny because Billy Slater... Is that Slater, fence sitting? It is, a little bit. Big Sterlo's... You're saying Sterlo's pulling splinters out of Kyber Pass? Well, yes, but I think that's because he, he's very aware of his own age, and the way that plays into his perception Are you of being things. Ages now? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that that plays a part, I think, in whether people see it as a a play that's against well, the uh, spirit of the game. He's a purist. Versus, a yeah, purist. exactly right. And there's nothing wrong with being a purist, but Billy Slater went completely the other way. What did he say? Well, and he was what on, are you doing over there again? on Twitter. Sorry, I'm just playing my cowbell playing there. with your cowbell? Um, but he was completely on the other side of the scale saying, God forbid someone do something different. You know, innovation mm. is part of our game now. If Billy was okay with it, was he? Billy was more than okay with it. He was almost encouraging of it. So, mm. 
It, and it split people on this station all day. Do you want to hear what Robbo said? I'd love to hear what Robbo said. Because I, I did listen to it live. Hey, hit your cowbell again. What have you got? What about this one? <laughs> you like that? Let's hear from Robbo, shall we? What did you think of little Sammy Walker's play at the end? Yeah, I think um, um, Sammy, he, that's, uh, he's smart, you know, so he knows all the all the time on the clock and he knows all of that, you know, and it's a, a different play and... You know, and I, th- I think everyone will have their opinion on it, and um, and I think it's great learning from Sammy about knowing how um, he knows how to manage everything. You know, and it's about he's learning how to play all the tough parts of the game, and then all the smart parts of the game can come on the back of that. So, um, yeah. There he is, uh, Trent Robinson. So, yeah, he cooled down. And uh, I will tell you, as I said earlier, his initial uh, thoughts, I'm pretty sure, were, uh, Sammy, my boy, don't you ever do that again. Listen, we've got uh, plenty still to go in the program over the next hour. We're here till midday. Talking of Sam's, uh, we're going to talk to Sammy Williams as well. Uh, Replay, I spoke to him yesterday. Nice young chap. And uh, we're going to have a, a chat to him. Uh, Andrew Eddinghausen was on the program this morning, I believe, or this afternoon, was it? This afternoon with uh, with Joel and with Fletch, Jimmy, Jimmy. With Jimmy and uh, and Noddy. Okie dokie, yeah. righto. So ET, I haven't heard that. So we're going to uh, tune in and, and have a look to to what ET had to say. I presume that was a whole origin twist Correct. about that as well. And also for you Roosters fans out there, stay around, stay tuned in because. Uh, they are waiting up for us. Um, Roosters Radio. Mm. Their names are Silky and Bush. It does sound like late night radio, doesn't it? It, <laughs> it sounds is like, late night radio. Well, that is true. It sounds like late, late night TV. Mm. Uh, a Silky and Bush. Silky, yes, Silky and Bush. Uh, it's not. They're from Roosters Radio. So plenty still coming up. A break and back with more. Welcome back to Higher Ground and another edition of The Fan. And tonight we're joined, well, hopefully joined by two gentlemen. It might just be one. And they are the hosts of Roosters Radio. And they're the men who, uh, well, they have a direct line, I guess, into the Roosters camp. Some of their recent guests include Victor Radley, Angus Crichton, New South Wales coach Brad Fittler, and uh, obviously coach Trent Robinson. So we thought we'd uh, pick their brain for some insight into uh, how the Roosters' season will finish up, in their opinion. And uh, up first, um, well, he's the captain, they call me. He's the captain of the podcast, uh, and we call him Silky. Good evening and welcome to Higher Ground, Silky. G'day, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on. Now, firstly, we're trying to get hold of Bush as well. I don't know if we're going to, but uh, my producer's giving me the thumbs up, so uh, let me try and patch Bush in as well. (laughs) Hey, Bush, Bush, are you there, my friend? Yes, mate. Never better late than never. They say, mate. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right, you, Chris. No, I'm I'm glad you've joined. Now, before we go any further, right, guys? You know this this program we take things pretty. It's pretty lighthearted and informal. Silky and Bush. Um, origin of the names. Firstly, what's that all about? It sounds well. Well, it sounds like maybe a late night show. <laughs> mate, it does sound like a late night show. We've we, we've been told. Uh, We've been told in the past, Chris, it's what they call very exotic. But uh, Silky's Cooper Silk, it's his last name. Okay. And Bush was, uh, mate, unfortunately, I'm not from the country. I was uh, a little chubby kid. You'd give the ball five yards out. They reckon my grandfather stood behind the post with the Mars bar and there's no stopping me. So, <laughs> uh, hence, a little bush. I burrowed over like a bush pig, they reckon. So, bush? Hey, Bush. Uh, no, no, nothing wrong with that at all. I, I was a similar type uh, figure as a youngster. 
Um, and mine were only very close range as well. Um, I was more the uh, the pie with sauce and can of Coke afterwards. But anyway, okay, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we've got that sorted. Now, now, guys, firstly, the topic that's been, uh, well, lighting up the phones here, a um, lot of social media about it as well and, and split opinion, um, is the backward run of Sam Walker. Where do we both stand on that one? Firstly, Silky, your thoughts? Look, when I was watching it, I wasn't a fan, I've got to say, Chris. But uh, having uh, had a conversation with Bush about it, we were we were just thankful to get the two points. Uh, you saw the footage of Coach Robinson in the box, and although he didn't mention much in the press conference, I dare say he would have said something to him in the dressing room, but it's not the Roosters' way, mate. Yeah, I, I, I was not sure at first, and, and I think that Trent did obviously say something uh, to uh, Sam Bush, your thoughts on it um, in the spirit of the game or not? Mate, not really in the spirit of the game, but a bit of fun and showmanship. And you know what? It gives us all talking points through the week. We, uh, we'll we be speaking about it tomorrow on our show on Roosters Radio. Mm. I think if you you look at it, it it's it's a cheeky young half. He's, he's got a great little, you know, set of skills to his bow, and that's probably one of them he won't use too often. Um, you know, it's happened before. We remember, you know, if you've seen the footage, they've replayed Adelaide Rams and I think it was one of the Iro brothers, Tony Iro. I think yeah. it was. So it's 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 a cheeky move, but uh, mate, yeah, he's a cheeky kid. And you could look at it this way too. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit refreshing, isn't it? Seeing something, it is a bit out of the ordinary. It is a talking point. I read an article on Fox Sports uh, website. I think it was today, and it might have been Braith and Astor. I'm not sure who was writing it or, or commenting, but they were saying it was a missed opportunity for him, you know, to maybe close out the game and put yourself into a a spot where you you know. In, in the finals where you need to shoot a one-pointer or, or put in a, a pinpoint perfect um, repeat set kick and he missed that sort of opportunity. But I guess it's something we'll, we'll be talking about um, for days to come. One thing is for certain, he's, uh, he's a young kid and he's a special talent. A very special sure talent, is, mate. Uh, I think if you saw, uh, saw uh, Robbo's... Cross line. Sorry, Bush, go on. We're interrupted by Silky. That's all right. If you saw Robbo's face after the game, I was thinking, oh, God, what's he up for in the dressing room? But, mate, uh, only they'll know. But uh, you'll see if he does it again, then Robbo's good with it. And if he doesn't, well, he's not. Mm. Silky, a win's a win, though, against the Bulldogs. I thought it was quite a bruising game. It mightn't have been a spectacle, but um, there were some big hits out there. What are you What are you thinking about your run to the finals? Um, are you confident that you'll, you'll finish in the top four? Do you even want to finish in the top four? Some are suggesting you might prefer to finish fifth. I think we'll be about fifth or sixth. We've got a couple of tough games. I think we've got, uh, you know, you're looking ahead. We've got Cowboys and the Knights, and we've got Eels all up, uh, Penrith, mm. and then the Bunnies. So we've got a, tough, a couple of those teams that are ahead of us uh, still to play. And, you know, looking one through 17, we've got plenty of young blokes that are still trying to learn in the ropes, as it were. Uh, so... Yeah, I think we might struggle against some of those top sides. Hey, Bush, if I can ask you, so that run, it is it is pretty tricky, but um, do you understand where people are coming when they say, you know, it, it might be more advantageous for a team to finish number five instead of number four? Well, I think everyone's saying that uh, the top four sides end up bashing the, uh, you know, was it uh, one, on, one on eight and uh, two on seven, isn't it? And, uh, you know, they, they sort of get, get that out of the way and they bash each other. No, sorry, one and two play each other, don't they, first week? Oh, one and four will and, play uh, each other, won't they? One and four play sorry, each other, yeah. One and, and four, and, two and three. And four would be Correct. away and, from home. So if you finish fourth, you know, you're probably going to be playing away in Melbourne week one. It's a game where, you you know, you may not win that. You probably won't win it, if we're honest. Um, yeah. And, mate, to think about what we've gone through this year as a club, and I think 
they can hold their heads high if they run fifth or sixth, uh, even still. You know, we were we were definitely looking at a top four start of the year, but to lose our captains, um, you know, through, both through concussion and, and early retirement, I think they can hold it. You know, it's a changing of the guard at the Roosters, and you can see some great young talent coming through, and it just shows you the culture and the, as uh, Coach Robinson says, you know, Roosters footy being played. So, mate, if they get fifth or sixth, I think they'll be pretty happy with that. Silky, what's a pass mark for you boys for this season, given you've had so many uh, players missing, retirements, etc., that that Bush has already spoken about? Look, if we get to the second week of the finals, I, I think that'll be terrific. Um, I mean, to back up what Bush said, obviously we've, we've lost plenty of players. So in Luke Keary, uh, so in Lindsay Collins, he was you know one of Queensland's best um, in last year's State of Origin. So plenty of firepower missing. It's good to see Victor Radley get back on the paddock there last week. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think a pass mark would be, you know, week two of the finals, be competitive and, and, and just see where that takes us. I was really impressed with uh, the big dogs game. Jared Warrior Hargreaves, my goodness, he was strong at the weekend, Bush. Mate, uh, Gus Guild says it on uh, Channel 9 next year, old man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's been consistent, hasn't he? Like, you look at that and they, Brayton Nasser on... Um, on uh, you know the on Sunday night mm. on Fox was talking about this. He's been doing this for a long time, mate. And I know he had some some you know shit in his game in the mm. beginning, and he's got that out. And he's had a few penalties and, and things, but mate, he's an amazing leader. And Silky and I had the pleasure last year of seeing him in World Club just to see how the young players are around him, mate. He really is the alpha male. Mm. Yeah, and just when you need him too, because you know you've got all those other leaders that that have bowed out, uh, Boyd and and and. You know others as well, so he has. Yeah, I, I know he's been doing it for a while. It's probably just a bit more prominent now, and he needed to stand up at the weekend. And boy, he did just that. Another guy that always stands up is is uh, James Tedesco. Um, obviously, uh, the key to any big success in your club. We've seen a lot of concern regarding concussions, and Jimmy as as, as Teddy rather as well. Um, it's been a while since his last concussion. Is there any temptation? Um, to want to sort of wrap him in cotton wool a bit heading into the finals, do you think? No way. He just likes playing footy, mate. I think, uh, you know, if you looked at his uh, performance against the Storm the other week, I'm sure he was pretty disappointed, as were all the fans in the whole team's performance. So uh, once he gets uh, Wednesday night snatched out of the way, he'll be focusing on on the rest of the year in the red, white and blue. Mm. Bush, you guys, I think you both have, have chatted, haven't you, to uh, Freddie Fittler and, and uh, Angus Crichton in recent episodes uh, on your podcast. H- how are they going in camp? How is it all? Mate, uh, yeah, I think they're pretty settled in. It's a new new set of halves, so it's going to be interesting. But, uh, you know, I think I was a bit surprised he didn't go with a club combination from, you know, from you know, from the outside in. But again, mate, we're the fans, not the experts. They uh, they certainly know their stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can come up with. And I do think, mate, we're a, a really big chance of a whitewash. And that's no disrespect to Queensland. Don't forget, we had many years, Chris, you shared it with us, just uh, suffering New South Welshman. Mm. Just watching, you know, a side God couldn't be. Now it's our turn. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Victor Radley, Silky, you, you had, you've spoken to him recently and, and I see that he's, he's saying he's not changing his tackling style. He was back to his bruising best at the weekend. I mean, he's another uh, really mature player and uh, one of the leaders in the pack. Well, we had the privilege of speaking to him on last week's show and from a, from a fan's point of view, to hear the way that he talked about what it meant to him to be at the club mm. and most importantly, what it meant to him to be a leader at the club, it, it, it uh, speaks volumes of his maturity. He even admitted he, he's been a bit of a goose out on the drink and, and playing out. So yeah. uh, he said there's a couple of little things he needs to sort out 
from a leadership point of view off the field, um, but, you know, his actions on the field speak volumes. And uh, there's a couple of big hits he put on there on uh, on uh, Saturday oh, night, and even yeah. when he, you know, caught cop, cop the, cop, cop the hit off uh, Hetherington, who, was, who played at the Roosters also, he, he gave him the godful. And for the, you know, for us old blokes who, who love the old cop, Top-style footballers, uh, you know, we could watch Victor Radley play every day of the week. He's had his problems, hasn't he, off the field? I say he's maturing. I really think he is maturing. He is certainly a leader with his actions on the field. I saw one of the hits there, boys, and and with the uh, the fake crowd effects now with no crowds there, I don't know if you've agreed. Some of the some of the uh, the players' mics are being picked up, and a couple of f bombs. Like my little kids on the lounge yesterday said, "What was that, Dad?" I said, "I know the f bomb came out, but also what I've picked up too." The bloody hitch, you can hear them. There was a shot yeah. that Tupanua put on. I think it was Josh Jackson. There was Tupanua, oh, maybe yeah. Taukayaho, and another one. I didn't think Josh was going to get up. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 love the, uh, I love the initial. Yeah, yeah I, I thought they were going to chop him in too. So, um, Bush, we'll finish with you, mate. Um, you, where can we find Roosters Radio, and what have you guys got coming up? Mate, we've got plenty coming up. We should be talking to Billy Smith this week. Obviously, that's COVID-dependent. There's a fair bit of uh, movement going on at the moment at the club. The boys are heading to Sunshine Coast. We do know that. We're up there for the month. We do know that. Uh, and then, obviously, it's changing at the hour. Mate, Roosters Radio, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Wooshka, on our Roosters Radio page, on uh, Instagram. You know, you can get us on Facebook. And, uh, mate, you can go to our Radio Hub website, radiohub.com.au, and we do uh, podcasting out of our studio there. Silky's uh, known as the Podfather, mate, and uh, the Podfather will look after you, and we can uh, set up some great podcasting. Lovely to talk to you, boys. Bush, and uh, your your payment for tonight's segment, um, I've got a dozen Mars bars coming your way, okay? <laughs> You're a good man, Chris. I look forward to returning, sir, with a couple of pies at Harry's down there at Woolloomooloo. Lovely. Make make them galos, and we've got a deal. Silky, for you, I just want to say, I want to say, Silky, to you, thank you, mate, for turning up on time this evening. No problem, Chris. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Great stuff. Good stuff. We'll do it again Thanks, in the fellas. future. Nice fellas, aren't they? Silky and Bush of Roosters Radio, and uh, we'll hope to get them on the show again in the near future. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. 18 minutes past 11 o'clock. Uh, we're here until midday. Enjoy chatting to Silky and Bush, uh, Mad Russian. They're a couple of characters. Roosters Radio. Uh, we might get them on a little bit more often. They sound like good fellas. You're a fan? I, I like them. They're good talents, aren't I they? I like them. Good fellas. Um, I was just going to say, uh, what's that on that monitor behind you? Because I just turned, I, I put my head around this monitor here. And I saw a couple of, uh, well, scantily clab, clad young people rolling around between the sheets. That's not Silky and Bush you're watching, is it? <laughs> what on That's earth is it? late night TV, Chris, on oh. Channel 9. Well, when you said to me, expecting. when you said to me, we're going to be chatting to Silky and Bush, immediately I conjured up some images that <laughs> I, I shouldn't have. But just the name, as it turns mm. out, Silky, that's his surname, and Bush, because he used to barge over the try line as a youngster, mm. um, a rotund youngster, it, it, it would turn out, um, and uh, nicknamed a bush pig, Silky and Bush. <laughs> Very good. Good fellas. Now, listening, uh, listening, state of origin. Now, we're here, we're not here on Wednesday. We're no. Ne- we're next here Thursday. on Thursday night from uh, 8 to 11, I believe, right? Correct. But in terms of state of origin coverage, we have got it covered like Never before. Nobody else. So Joel and Noddy will be calling Origin on Wednesday on SEN 1170, right? Supposedly the neutral call. Okay, supposedly. Uh, Then we've got two other commentary teams. Correct. 
my goodness, it's a big budget operation. This, where are they going to? So they're going. So the Queensland call you'll be hearing on the Gold Coast yeah. with Braybrook, um, Scott Sattler, and Gary Belcher. Right, um, they're Maroon, going through Maroon through Maroon Maroon's country. Lands. So they're yes. going up all to the Resonate stations in North Queensland and around there. You can get all these on the SEN app as well. And then Finchie and Jimmy are calling the parochial New South Wales call, and they're going down south into Wollongong and all the country. Triple M stations that our calls go to, but you can get them on the SEN app as well. Three oh, calls. My goodness, I mean that is that is quite a bit extravagant, isn't it? Mm. I still didn't get a star. <laughs> What's going on there? Not biased enough. Uh, no, 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 that's no, the no. problem. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so the Queensland boys, Mark Braybrook, uh, Scott Sattler, Gary Belcher, through not rose tinted but maroon tinted mm. glasses, and then it's all blue, blue, blue. Uh, for Jimmy and Finchie. Correct. Does Finchie tone it down a bit when he's with uh, Jimmy? Or... No, no, no. I don't think there's a way of toning Finchie down. No. And if we have a New South Wales win, we might grab him for a yes. bit of insight yes. on I Thursday. Do like, do like Finchie. Just about time for me to get out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Mad Russian as well. Been a big help tonight. And to all of our guests, I hope you've enjoyed the program. Uh, For those that called through the open line and via text, again, thank you for being involved. Uh, We'll be back here next on Thursday from 8pm till 11pm. So until then, keep smiling. Goodbye.